Live from the historic river market in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it's Two Douchebags and a Microphone Podcast. And now it's time for the Daily Douchebag Pledge. Two Douchebags and a Microphone Pledge. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to download every show. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to grab family members' phones and download the show from there. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to go to public computers and download the show from there. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to laugh at all the unfunny jokes. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to lie to all my friends and tell them how good the show is. And finally, I, Joe, or Jane Listener, promise to visit Montrose, Missouri to take advantage of the power plant, campgrounds, and junkyard all within its quarter-mile radius. Introducing Rob Rad's new book, How to Track Your Enemy by Scent. That's right, smell your enemy before they get you. Order this gem now and get a free virtual tour of Rob's Secret Bunker in Camdenton, Missouri. Also receive a free copy of his new book, How to Clean Raw Sewage for Food. Two Shirley Temples and a bottle of scotch will be right back. The apocalypse just happened. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. But we can tell you what you can eat. Wild asparagus is plentiful and easy to find. It can be stewed with garlic and onion, which is both wild, which can be easily found, in a very tasty post-apocalypse food. You can make this into a delicious stew, and this will hold you over at least for a couple of days until you can find some other food. When taking a shower, remember to scrub your asshole with soapy water, because nobody likes a stinky asshole. Alright, we are two douchebags and microphone freshly back from my vacation and freshly not back from Rob's vacation because Rob didn't get a vacation at all. Rob got an extra day work handed to him while I was gone, didn't you? Yes, I did. We went back to five days a week, but I did get a vacation from the show, which kind of... We both, my brain let me relax a little bit, so here we go. We both needed it. I thought I was going to get all this writing yeah, yeah, done. I mean, we've been at it for a little while. We both needed a little break. I got no writing done. Not any at all. And I write so Neither. good. At about 3 a.m. on the Lido deck of any ship, I write so good. I have some of the best ideas that come to me. I mean, I came up with some good shit for this podcast on many cruises before. Or what I consider to be good. I mean, I guess, you know, it's an eye of the beholder. But some of the best stuff and the most creative things I ever came up with seem to me coming from things like cruises. Because I'm so relaxed and my mind just naturally works without having trying to force it. This time it was the opposite. 
I got behind the Lido deck and I said, I want to do a fucking thing except listen to the ocean and drink a beer. And that's what I did. So it, it was uh, it was very well worth it. It was uh, a lot of fun. It was obviously what we both needed. I mean, you didn't exactly get a vacation, but you got a vacation from this show. And it sounded like you, yeah, needed, yeah. you needed it too, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, we... I, I definitely need it for I mean, I need a few days off to do what I need to do around the house being an adult you know what I mean yep the adulting stuff I know exactly what you and, mean and, and refresh my brain and have a reset oh yeah and I and I was so worn slick too not just not it wasn't the podcast necessarily but I've been working very hard on it I work really hard on this podcast oh, because I know you do I, I love it and I um, and I believe in it and it's something that I've been very passionate about all my life, and you are too, Rob. You're the same way. You and I have talked. We feel the same way about it. It's it's a yes, labor of love. And um, anyhow, I didn't realize that I really needed to get away from it until I was actually away from it. And it really felt good to just be like, you know what? I, I got all these story ideas here and these notebooks and pads of paper and stuff. And I'm like, you know, no. It's not going to do it, man. You know, they'll be there when I get back. And um, that's why this is a resetting. This is going to be our oh official. Oh, my God. I felt so bad the whole time you were gone. Why? Because I was like, man, I'm taking a whole day. I know he's sitting there banging away. But I also <laughs> got thinking, you know what? He's, he's out on the ocean. I, I sent plenty he, of videos. Uh, yeah, you saw. He probably don't have very good Wi-Fi, but I know his brain's going to town. Actually, the Wi-Fi was excellent on the ship. It's a brand new ship, the Jubilee. Yeah, yeah, I know. You told you told me about it. If I could have found a way to record, it would have been an excellent podcast because the Wi-Fi was that strong. But I could not bring all the equipment with me. It was just right, impossible right. to. I got this huge microphone. This big laptop is the only thing that can really handle that type of uh, software that records a, uh, a podcast that we do like this. It only, you know, to where we can splice, put in bits, and do all that stuff. So there's no possible way to carry all that stuff. I mean, hell, I was just at 50. We're both right at 50 pounds on each one of our luggages. And... Um, and uh, anyhow, we, uh, uh, you know, I, and, you know, that's the best we could do. I mean, when we came back, we took Southwest because they had to switch flights. I went down there on American, which, uh, which you have to pay for baggage. So I just only wanted to go take two bags. I didn't want to take an extra bag, right? That's uh, after two bags, it's like seventy bucks or some shit. And I'm like, you know what? Just you know, and also, I don't like to carry out much luggage anyhow. So we had our two bags and one carry-on, and that was it. So on the way back, it wasn't an issue because I actually I canceled our original flight because our original flight was going to get back about halftime. And anyhow, I was I was you know reading all the articles, looking at all this stuff on you know about the game and all this stuff. And like you know what, I, there's no way I'm going to watch this on a plane on a little bitty phone. And this is the Super Bowl, so I actually um, oh canceled that flight. Geez. Yeah, I canceled that flight and I got an earlier flight, and it's the only flight I could get because everyone else had that same idea on the boat, I guess. Because I go there and I look at the available flights, right? And this is like um, yeah. Thursday before the Super Bowl, and there's like five or six that are earlier that are available. So anyhow, I was like, oh shit, it's dinner time. It's uh, 
it's elegant night, so you know, I put on the suit and all that stupid shit and all that stuff, because you know, got to have the pictures and all that stuff. So I'm like, all right. So I come back very next morning. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a flight. You know, I, I I put it in my phone next day. And when I woke up, ding, ding, ding. I'm like, what the hell is? It? Oh yeah. So I get there and there's one flight left. And I'm like, shit. One flight that was earlier than ours that I got back about 10 minutes before the Super Bowl. But I'll get into all that story later, okay? But I actually changed flights, so on the way back, I could have had some extra luggage because Southwest had the best deal coming back. And that's how come I I came in in George Bush Intercontinental, and I'm glad that I left Hobby because... I, you know, I told you about the tornado watch going on and the yeah, severe yeah. storms. Yeah, you told me about it yeah. out there. Yeah, so anyhow, I'll tell this real quick, and then we'll get into the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Um, okay, so um, George Bush Intercontinental is actually in Katy, Texas, which is a northern suburb of Houston. These storms right. that were coming in, the severe line of storms that were coming in, and why the tornado watch was issued, was coming from the north, going to the south. Our friends from Canada that went with us on this cruise, um, it was the storm was hitting there. Both flights were supposed to take off about 1:30. It was hitting there, so their flights were all canceled. You could not, you know, fly in that. They're just too too severe storms. So uh, we're at Hobby. So we get in the air, and when we're in the, you know, when we first got over that first line of storms, that initial punch is a little bumpy. And you know, it was a little concerning. You know, we we got we, we got knocked around pretty good there, and it was an eye opener. That was for sure. And I was working on a couple hours sleep anyhow, so I'm like, oh shit! I hope this isn't the whole flight. And and so it wasn't. Luckily, that was it. After that, after the first ten minutes, it settled down considerably. Um, so we were lucky that um, I switched to hobby. Because if we'd been at George Bush Intercontinental, I didn't even know if we would have even got home that night. It took our friends from Canada. Their flight was delayed six hours because of the weather. Six hours. And they were flying into Calgary and then flying into where they live. And which right, was another right. Area. Yeah, they were going a lot further than you were. Yes. And that's why it had to be intercontinental because it was not the United States they were flying out of. So in Houston you have two major airports. You have Hobby International, which is where we're at. It's closer to downtown, and we're staying downtown Houston. And um, on the way back, on the way there, we stayed in Galveston um, to be near the cruise ship. So um, anyhow, um, Hobby is closer to downtown, so it's a much easier ride. It's about a 15-minute ride to Hobby Airport as as to if we were going to um, right, get a ride to uh, Intercontinental, George Bush Intercontinental had been over an hour. So it was it was a lot better on a lot of different reasons right there. And besides us getting in the air and getting out of out of there before the bad weather hit. So we were very fortunate and blessed on that. We, we were able to get out of there. Just a couple of bumps and we got to get home on time. But I will tell the rest of that story a little bit later because like always, it's never that simple, is it, Rob? Never. You know, when 99% of everything goes right, that 1% is going to kick you right in the ass, right? Oh, dude, you're going to be hurting for quite a while. Well, I'll tell you, I'll get to that part of the story a little bit later. But first, we have some major news. The Kansas City Chiefs 
have repeated their Super Bowl championship and the Lombardi Trophy stays here. We own it. Amen. We own Amen. it for the next year. Amen. All the we doubters. We told you, everybody. We yep. told you. All the snot fests we're getting on from the West Coast, East Coasters, all the fucking, all the pylons, all the shit at the end, it didn't matter, did it? Because our beloved Kansas City Chiefs once again nutted up and beat your big bad 49ers. Yeah. And Ruth Ann, I still love you. Hey, Ruth Ann, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I oh, said it. Oh, fuck oh, you. Okay. I don't want hey, you listening. We have not done it in a while. Oh, yeah, yes. And we've been on vacation. <laughs> yes. Oh. Hi, Grandma Opal. Grandma Opal, we love you. Sorry about the bad language. Yes, we do. I sorry tried for our vacation. I, yeah, sorry about the vacation. We still love you, and I'm sorry about the bad language. I know you're a beautiful young lady, and you do not, do not need to hear such stuff. And I apologize profusely, and I will try to temper my language for you because you're such a beautiful soul. So, anyhow, hi, Ruth Ann. We missed you. We missed you more than you missed us. So, and if your son ever sends me his name, we'll start incorporating his name, too. So, yeah. Yeah. But he's got, or her grandson. Is her grandson, right? I think it was, I think the original email said it was her grandson. That's what I thought, I too. I think it's what you said. Okay. Well, if your grandson ever sends me his name, we'll include him on it, too. So, yeah, Ruth Ann, and thank you. And I know he listens because he downloads it for her. Now, Opal, you're saying Ruth Ann. Oh, God. I, okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Ruth Ann, Ruth Ann, screw off. Bad deep down, aren't you? <laughs> maybe I miss Ruth You're Ann a little bit, too. I'm feeling down. a little bad, maybe. Okay, okay. So, Opal, um, I, I know your grandson listens, and if he gives me his name, we'll start mentioning him, too. But as of right now, I don't have a name. So, anyhow, thank you, Opal. We love you. So... Okay. Okay, moving on. All right. Now, I have this thing I wrote about football being a game of inches. The last two Super Bowls have been a game of inches by so many proportions, by epic proportions. uh, um, Gosh, if I could speak. Um, Anyhow, here we go. Okay. Yes, it has, and it's showing, isn't it? (laughs) Okay, so this game of football I love so much is so full of strategies and plans, and in the end, it usually comes down to one or two huge plays. So all this planning and studying all boil down to a play or two normally. For instance, last year, Nick Sirianni, head coach, of the Philadelphia Eagles called a timeout with the Chiefs on the Eagles five yard line of the Eagles in a minute 20 left. This leaves the Eagles with one timeout remaining when he called the timeout. Okay, Andy Reid realized that Sirianni is telling his team to lay down so they would get the ball back with a minute 20 left. Now, the key thing to remember about this, Rob, is both defenses were gassed, right? Right. And 
you, we're just we were just running rough shot at the end of that game. It's thirty-eight to thirty-five was the final score. And we're just running rough shot because the defenses were gassed so bad. So, you know, Nick Sirianni was like over there. He called a timeout so he could tell his team, "Hey, lay down, let them score. We have a minute twenty left, and with our offensive line, you know, um, and and, um, and with um, Kelsey on there, you know, uh, Travis's brother, Jason Kelsey." You know, and all the other linemen they had, they were going to go ahead and do a two-point conversion and probably win the game by one point. Right. So, now, um, anyhow, they're going to do the two-point conversion. So, Reed um, took this opportunity to gather the offense on Sirianni's called timeout and tell them to fall short of the goal line, run out the clock, kick the field goal, and go up by three points, therefore giving the Eagles three seconds to try whatever. Sure enough. Everybody, McKinnon, he fell down on the one-yard line and had the ball centered up in the middle of the field. Butker kicks a winner right through the uprights. Right. Jalen Hurts, notoriously a much better runner than he was a passer, agreed? Right. And he's getting he was getting better as a passer, but he's not a Mahomes by any stretch. His arm strength is good, but not great. He doesn't pinpoint balls, kind of like Lamar Jackson. He can run your ass off and gas you like that, but if you corner right. him, he cannot throw those pinpoint passes that a Mahomes or a Josh Allen can do, you know, or even a... Uh, yeah, because um, yeah, the more he runs around, the more he gets gassed. Yeah, Rogers Tagovailoa is pretty good at the pinpoint. Yeah. So, um, anyhow, you know, Jalen Hurts much better runner. So, with three seconds left, his Hail Mary was way off target. And the rest is history. They win the Super Bowl. So, that was a game of inches. That was close. That came down to Andy Reid outsmarting Nick Sirianni on the umpt degree. Right. Right? Right. Just the small things. Okay. So, well, Nick Sirianni is telling his guys one thing. Andy Reid understood what he was saying to them, and Andy Reid countered it with something even more intelligent, and that is to lie down at the one-yard line since they only have one timeout left, and there's a minute 20 left. That means they uh, the first play, they run down to the two-minute mark. Second play, they have to call the timeout somewhere in there. Then third down, you can actually run it another 30 seconds down, and by that time, they already calculated about three seconds left. So that is, and so with that three seconds, of course, maybe Mahomes could get a pass to somebody. Maybe Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers could get a pass to somebody, but not Jalen Hurts. So we weren't fearing that, and they went on to win the Super Bowl because of that. So um, anyhow, so, so this year's game, let's fast forward this year's game. Um, five and one remaining in the third quarter. Harrison Butker's uh, the Chiefs. The Chiefs kicker hits a 57-yard low line drive right through the uprights. Super Bowl record, by the way. Yes, yeah, Super Bowl record. The ball was hit so low that a 49er lineman. I I didn't get a chance to write down his name. I was going to look it up and I forgot. Was literally three inches away from blocking the kick. Did you see that? Did you see the replay? Yeah, yeah, I watched the game, man. Yeah. I, I actually got me a Roku 
and I signed up for Paramount Plus. Good. So I could actually watch it. I'm glad you got to watch the game. It was so yes. good. It was so good. So, anyhow, this will probably go down. Fighter, in, man. It was. This is probably going to go down as the best Super Bowl ever. I mean, it was just, it was that good. So, to well, me, there's other parts of it that wasn't so great. Yeah, like the first uh, three quarters. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, anyhow, literally, it was such good defense. It was fucking uh, I, 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 I was going to go into Usher. But. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, you, you can do that here in a minute. Well, no, no, that's, I, I, I didn't, yeah, I ain't got no stories. I thought, I, I thought, I thought he was horrible. Horrible. I, I, I've read a lot of stories on the internet. They were like, oh my God, really? Look, I don't necessarily mind Usher at all. No. I thought his, I, mean, I, I thought his I, performance was very ho-hum, melancholy. Usher would be probably up there on my list, you know? Yeah, but he did not bring Even it. Even though I'm not much in the pop. You know, Rayana last year brought up one hell of a stage show. Um, yeah. I can't say I necessarily care for her act that much, but she commanded attention. Usher did not. And then he caused a big fervor with Alicia Keys, dry humping her, and her husband wants to kill Usher now, from what I read. <laughs> Anyhow, we can get into that a little bit later. Okay, let me go ahead. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's wait yeah. and see how that unfolds. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's go. We report on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's going to be some more reports on it because uh, her husband was fucking living. So, yeah, he's probably going to take an ass beat over that. Yes, I think so. And also, Alicia Keys was not very happy about that either. So yeah. So we went to this year's game. Five and one remaining in the third quarter. Harrison Butkert's Chiefs kicker. It's a 57-yard low-line drive right through the uprights. The ball was hit so low that the 49er lineman was literally three inches away from blocking the kick. I mean, his fingers was three inches away from blocking the kick. So, there you go. Game of inches. Then, subsequently, after a Chiefs punt that hit a 49er on his foot, lands in the hands of a Chiefs player. This was probably three inches away from hitting the turf instead of his foot, wouldn't you think? Yeah. So there, go, there again, you have a game of inches recorded right there. Again, without any argument, if that ball was three inches over, it would have hit the turf, and then the ball was, right. you know, if we get the ball, we just downed it. We don't get possession of it. So, it was three inches away from hitting the turf instead of his foot. Then with 228 left in the third quarter, Mahomes nail Scantling, MVS in the end zone for a 16-yard touchdown. Game on. Tied up at 10. 11:22 left in the game at this point. Soon after, San Francisco drives. It starts to get a little steam. Purdy hit Jennings in the end zone. And then the point after was blocked merely by three inches. It, they would have went up by four, right? Right. The game was tieable at three with a field goal. So, right. by just merely three inches, that extra point was blocked and made the game at, at the end of regulation tieable with a butker kick. If he makes that kick, the Chiefs don't win. They don't have enough time to go into the end zone, right? Right. 
Right. Okay. So instead of going up by four, it would take a touchdown to win. Now a field goal try will tie. The Chiefs march down the field, but are running out of time and are forced to kick a game-tying field goal. So three inches and Butker gets three points. Then three inches and San Francisco does not get the extra point. And then three inches, the ball hits the San Francisco 49ers foot. And wait, three wait inches. A second, wait a second. Three inches each time? Approximately. I didn't get out there with a measurement. But oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, <laughs> what I'm doing is I'm illustrating the fact of what a, right, game, of, okay, a okay. game of inches it actually is. I'm purposely accentuating you three inches. saying three inches. I'm like, is these exact measurements? Or? I, would, I would bet to say they are three to five inches each one of them. They could not be more than really? that. They could not look at the, go back and look at all of them. Slow motion, they have them on YouTube. I'm studying them very carefully. Three to five inches at the very least. I would say closer to three inches each one of them. Wow. Yeah, very, very interesting how it parlayed. Um, so, this is, you know, a game of inches, literally. So, San Francisco yeah. wins the overtime coin toss and elects to receive and was widely criticized for choosing that option. But I agreed with that decision. Right. And here's why. And then, after I already wrote this out, I heard uh, Kyle Shanahan saying the same thing I thought. His defense was gassed. He needed to give his defense a break because if they let Kansas City go first, they would have run right down the field and scored a touchdown, which they did on the last drive anyhow. So, you know, so um, he was criticized immensely by letting the Chiefs, um, by them going first, and then the Chiefs stopped him. But, but the Chiefs' defense was plenty rested because the last drive was the Kansas City Chiefs for about three minutes, and then they went into overtime, and they had all the commercials and all that and all the other, the coin toss and all that. So their defense was rested up. San Francisco's was still gassed. So, um, you know, so Shanahan, I thought, made the right choice, and he defended it and said he would do it again if he had to, to do the game over, and I agree with him. Their defense was gassed, and so was ours. The, the team captain was simply trying to rest his defense while trying to take advantage of our uh, of our defense being more down, you know. But they did get enough that left. And that and their old reports, they, were, they did not understand the new overtime rules. Um, okay. I don't believe that for okay, one. That, that, I don't know. I, don't Just you think... There's reports. Don't you think... That Kyle Shanahan would have went over there like Andy Reid did and explained yeah, to them. You, you're, you're the head coach. It's your job to know this. The most important rule that our team knew that evidently some of the San Francisco 49ers said they didn't know. And the reason there's an argument at all is because the NFL has changed the overtime rules because of the Chiefs. The Bills right. raised hell um, because we scored first after tying them with 13 seconds left. They raised hell and said, we should have had a chance to uh, win the game, but we were cut short because of your stupid rules. Well, they changed the rules, and now the Chiefs won like this. So, okay, they keep changing the rules so I can understand maybe someone not getting it, but I don't understand why Kyle Shanahan wouldn't have went over there and described to them what was going on. I'm pretty sure Andy Reid went over to Mahomes and said, don't worry about the first quarter running out. We have the right to score because of the rule change because of us. In the Bills game. Right. 
So there wasn't a worry. A lot of people thought that end of, a lot of people were shitting, and I had no idea because I knew the rule. People thought because we're down to like three seconds or whatever that if we didn't make that play right then, we would have lost. No, it would have went back right. to 15, uh, 15 minutes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another quarter. Yeah, there was another quarter that was going to happen until we either scored or didn't. If Mahomes would have threw an interception in the second quarter of overtime, that'd been over. They would have won. Yeah. If yeah, we they would have scored twice, it'd been over. If we kicked a field goal, um, it'd been tied and went on in the second quarter. If San Francisco probably went downfield and scored seven or six because they wouldn't even kick the extra point, they would have won. If they would have hit three and we would have hit seven on the second round in the second quarter, it would be completely different. So, okay, and part of this is San Francisco's offense and how they have to do everything. Brock Purdy's not like the best, hardest thrower around, so they have to do this mid-passing game. They have to do these uh, these corner routes and, you know, and, and, right. and these slant passes because he simply doesn't have the pinpoint arm strength as he demonstrated a few times throwing the long pass and missing miserably. He's a good quarterback, but he's not an elite quarterback. He's quite a bit reminiscent of Garoppolo, and I have to credit that to Colin Cowherd when I listened to him today, and he pointed out some key issues, and he's absolutely right. They basically have Jimmy Garoppolo with, like, a very, very low number under the cap. So, I mean, the guy doesn't have the greatest arm, but he's good enough to get him to the promised land. But to win it, no, everything has to go right. He's not going to carry him on their back, although he played a really good game. So, um... Anyhow, you know, uh, so San Francisco marches downfield only to have the drive stalled. The scoring is held to a field goal. The Chiefs are in desperate need of a first down, so we see Reed pull more magic out of his hat with the designed Mahomes running play. Wasn't that cool? On fourth and one. On fourth and one, Mahomes allegedly hands the ball off to, I believe it was Pacheco. Everybody pounces on Pacheco. Mahomes runs for 9 or 10 yards, gets a first down and a nice little chunk of yardage. But that wasn't it. He had another design run play, too, that fooled him completely. He fucking pantsed him on both of them. Brilliant plays. You would not not see this. You would not see this in regular season. That would never happen. He's too valuable. But if the Super Bowl's on the line, Mahomes will run. And they have designed running plays for Mahomes that they do practice. But they only bring out the heavy artillery only when needed, which I support 100%. You don't get your, uh, you don't get your guy you injured. That's what you do. Yes. That's what you do. You're playing for all the bags on the field. You throw out whatever. And Mahomes did it. Mahomes did it like he always does. He finds a way to do it. You know, the Chiefs are in desperate need of a first down. The design Mahomes run and play gets 9 or 10 yards more than they needed. You know, you could just see this completely deflating the 49ers defense. The drive ends with a BB to Hardman in the end zone with a fake run and play. Again, San Francisco bit on it so hard, they need an orthodontist. They're fucking, they bit on it so hard, their teeth are cracked. The game of inches I love so much once again prevails as such. Congrats to the Zebras for not screwing up the game with bullshit tic-tac penalties. Bravo. You guys listened. We didn't have a bunch of alleged holding calls or phantom pass interference calls. You guys left the game alone and it made the 
it made the game much better, didn't it? Yep. Like we we're always saying, you know, leave it alone. If you miss a call, that's fine. But if you call too many, it ruins the game. So, honestly, especially in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you don't want to see. You gotta let the boys play. Come on. You do not want to see a game being lost by an alleged holding call or an alleged phantom pass interference. Because some of these holding calls, let's be honest, their opinion at best. Oh my God! Yeah, they they've been nuts all year. Yeah, we've been calling. Everybody's been calling them. I'm glad they decided whoever had to talk with them to lay off. Let them play. Let them play. People love this game. The game has never been better. The game and, is and look spot at on. How much money at stake here, and for the refs to fuck it up? Yes. Come on. The game was a perfectly, perfectly orchestrated piece of music that needed no interruptions. And bravo, zebras. Bravo, officials. You guys finally got it. You nailed it. Yeah, you got one right this year. Yeah, so we're uh, we're kind of proud of you. So, um, anyhow, congratulations to our beloved Chiefs. We have one more year where we can walk around with our noses in the air and thumb our, and thumb ourselves at the rest of the uh, NFL because we are the elite, we are the Chiefs, and we are the defending defending world champions once again. So yeah, I keep seeing reports. A bunch of them are saying they're coming back for a three P. Well, they want um, the three P. So, let's I, see what they do next year. I've got an article from Yahoo Sports that I'm going to probably introduce tomorrow because I didn't have time to today. And it was right. very compelling about the thought of the Chiefs are primed without injuries for a three-peat. But, i got to caution people on this. Before we go talking three-peat, we have to look at the off-season. Particularly... Sneed and Jones. Good point. Good point. Legereus Sneed and Chris Jones need to be re-signed, but I don't think yeah. I don't think we have the money. I don't know if we can shit the money. I don't you know, we have draft picks we have to sign. We have other things we have to do. We already mortgaged our future a little bit, you know, for uh to, right, to right. sign Chris Jones for this year. And it paid off, they won the Super Bowl. But to re-sign Chris Jones, they had to finagle uh, Kelsey's contract. At some point, and then Mahomes' huge contract, which he deserves, no complaint. So, at some point, um, you know, it, it's got to come home to roost. At some point, uh, they did themselves an immense favor when they traded um, Tyreek Hill, and they got all the draft right. picks on the defense, like Karloftis. He's got another three years before you have to pay it. Well, you'll probably start him early. You'll probably re-sign him early and then defer the money because that guy is a phenomenal talent, as he's shown over yes, and over again. Yes, yeah. he is. I, I, I've loved him since day one. Yeah, me too. That that guy, he obviously was going to be a great player. His attitude, everything about him. Karloftis is a stud, and he's fast, he's quick, and he is 
They call him Furious George. And that's because he plays with fury and passion. The guy, yeah. he, he is a superstar in the making, and I can't wait to see this guy evolve into what but, he's going to become. But everybody says he's a great guy. He is. He is. Um, it's he, just that when you meet him on the field, you don't think so. <laughs> he has that fire. He has that flair. Right, you, right. You know, um, he has a spin around a spin around move. If you remember Neil Smith. Yeah. Oh God. I, yeah. How could you forget Neil Smith, the great yeah. Neil Smith, awesome guy too. Um, speaking of awesome guys, they're both awesome guys. Um, so Neil Smith, you thought you guy, you thought you had the guy stopped, and he had the ability to spin around, lose you, and grab the quarterback in the same spin motion. I've seen Carl yeah. Loftus do this a few times now, and that is a God-given talent that you don't just like find one day. You you're either born with that or you're not. Carl Loftus is born with that. So, Karloftis, awesome. Keep it going. Proud, proud, proud Greek brother. He wears the uh, Greek flag on his uh, on his locker. So, anyhow, um, and that's how I got my relatives uh, a little bit more interested in the Chiefs. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyhow, you got to do what you got to do. As a matter of fact, you know, uh, my cousin Metaxit lives in Canada. Now, every time the Chiefs are playing in the postseason or even the last games, he's, like, sending me messages on Facebook. <laughs> hey, man, what do you think's going to happen today? And I'm like, wow, because he's a soccer guy. All of them up there are soccer. They love soccer. They yeah, grew up on yeah. soccer. And, hey, he's starting to get a little bit more interested in football, not just because of Karloftis, but because the Chiefs are so compelling, the Taylor Swift angle of it, you know, all that stuff. You know, he has daughters. He has three daughters, and I'm sure they're into Taylor Swift and um, anyhow, so Ava, um, my cousin's daughter, I guess that'd be my second cousin, uh, she wants to come to Arrowhead badly and send me a message going, will you please take me to Arrowhead? I said, you find your way down here, and we will make it there. So, anyhow, so... Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, come on. It's, I, it's, look, I mean, I'm... talking about the top of media right now. Yeah, look, I may have... Everybody uh, in the world knows about this right now. Oh, I know. I may have kind of outgrown Arrowhead, but you know what? If I could take my relatives there and let them experience there, I would gladly do it in a hot second. Oh, dude. And I think that's going to happen. There there would be no better feeling. Yes. So, anyhow. Somebody from a totally different country. Yeah. That would be great. Well, and I also want to take my cousin. He's really into barbecue now. Because when uh, he came down to take his daughter to Northwest State University, she's going to go to Taylor in uh, in Indiana on a soccer scholarship. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, on a soccer scholarship. But a couple of places were like Avila right up the road for me, and another place was uh, Northwest State University in Maryville. So when they came down yeah, I here, know where Avila is at? Yeah, yeah, I I live a mile away from Avila. And yeah, my, yeah, okay, I'm I'm. I'm I'm getting a pinpoint about where you're at. Yeah, I, I'm I'm basically Redbridge area. So, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyhow, uh, she got these invites from all these schools, and while they're going to Northwest State and Avila, we were like, hey, come on down. We got a couple of days, and uh, I took them to Jack Stack for the burn ends and a couple other Q39 and some other places. Oh, hell yeah. But he'd already seen this uh, thing on uh, the Food Channel or something about burn ends and how they originated in Kansas City. So, like, he's he's been wanting to go to the American Royal really bad, which is now an Arrowhead. 
So he was already scheduled to go to Arrowhead, but for a different event. So now it's like, okay, got to take uh, Metaxas there for, um, for the American Royal and Ava there for Arrowhead, but now Metaxas will probably want to go to Arrowhead too. And so it's going to be a neat thing because Arrowhead is a focal point of all these and also the World Cup coming up um, next year, I think 2025 or is it this year? Oh, the World Cup's going to be here one of these years. I, you know, like, I wish I could say better, but I'm just not that big of a soccer fan. I've tried. I just don't get into uh, it. I'm, I'm honestly checking it out a little more myself. I really am. I like it, but I'm just not real passionate about it. Um, well, I, I've always had a little thing for soccer. I really have. That's cool. And, and you're slightly younger than me, too. Me, when I was growing up, there wasn't any soccer where I was around. I had no idea about it. I learned about it later after I was growing. I'm like, oh, what's this uh, football stuff that oh, you're talking oh, about? No, I never, I never really played soccer other than just playing on the schoolyard, oh. you know. But oh. I don't know. I did. Uh, I was assistant coach for one of my stepdaughter's soccer teams. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's take our first break. We're way, way, way late. We're going on 40 minutes. So, uh, anyhow, we'll be right back after this with some more stuff. We're not sure what, but we'll figure it out. How yeah. About? No, no, I know what we're going to get Oh, back yeah, yeah, to. yeah, yeah, yeah. You t- yeah. All right. We'll be, we know what I, we got. I, I got some more NFL stuff for you. All right. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. I smell bacon. No, wait, it's just Mark sweating. Hey, fellas, remember to wipe away from the twins. Stay fresh ideas from the douchebags. Oh, oh shit. shit. What's, What's that, that over there? there? Oh, oh, no. It's, it's an island, island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. Ugh. I can't take my dog to the lake. The ducks keep attacking him. That's what I get for having a purebred dog. <laughs> Next up, things overheard in hell. Man, Axel Rose is such a great childhood therapist. I hope he writes more books. Since we haven't a budget here at Two Douchebags and a Microphone, here's a random guy on the street to promote our show. Hi everybody, I'm Freddy. I love listening to Two Douchebags and a Microphone, and I get all my pertinent information from them. They are incredible, and I love them so. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Real IQ. Isn't even room temperature. Oh Lord, that man just sawed a puppy in half. Hey there, don't worry, I have a clown nose. Oh no, that drunk guy just hit my child. It is okay, I have a clown nose. Clown nose, just put one on and you can do anything. Want to run for office? Murder people in public? 
Just grab a clown nose and bam, everyone laughs. Clown noses are sold at gag stores online and pedophile conventions. Grab one today and make magic happen. Once again, it's time for Ramblings of a Madman. I believe Congress needs to synchronize tap dance for 20 minutes before each session. That needs to happen. Two douchebags and a microphone. I'm Mark. And I am Rob. All right. Very happy, very glad to be back at it. Um, oh, yeah. Honestly, I am too. I am too. I've, I've kind of missed. I'm a little re-energized now. I feel good. I'm ready to talk. So, Rob. My, my mind's a little fresher. Mine too. Mine too. And I told you about the days I had before the trip and trying to get the color printer and my printer the colors messed up and I all thought right. I thought that all the uh, I thought that all the boarding passes were color coded which I later found out wasn't <laughs> so uh, I go to all these different <laughs> my friend's copier is on the blitz and like mine only doing black and white I brought out my uh, I brought out my uh, printer from the, the closet and it almost destroyed my computer <laughs> and I'm like, shit, what am I going to do? So then I'm like, all right, I'll go to Office Max. I go to Office Max number one on Main Street in Kansas City because I was coming back from running some errands. Oh, we don't have all one. Right. We don't have one anymore. Oh, okay, you don't have a printer center or nothing? I can't buy prints? No, no, we don't do it anymore, sorry. Um, the one in Lenexa does. Go to the one in Lenexa. Traffic's horrible. Oh, no, we took it out last week. Shit. So, um, you might try uh, the Office Depot, uh, the big one over, um, what, um, oh, jeez, I forgot the name of the road. If I told you, you'd know what, what I'm talking about. But anyhow, go there. No, nope, I don't think anyone does it anymore. You know any place to do it? Ah, your local library. What? Yeah, your local library does this. Shit. So, I, I go five miles away. Actually, two I have miles a library away. card. I didn't know they offered that stuff. Yeah, I go two miles up the okay, road. Mine's in Campton, but you know. mine's my library's two miles up the road. I did all that running in hours for nothing, and then there's all different kinds of stuff too. I had to shim the door to get it to lock. Uh, I mean, uh, the hot tub. I had to balance <laughs> that water, and then I ran out of certain. Yeah, yeah. I ran out of chemicals, so I had to go on a chemical search. It was just. Uh, anyhow, I'm refreshed now, and I was frazzled before, so. Uh, well, yeah, you take a week off, everything pays the price. Yeah. yeah. Well, I come back, and I balance the water so well, all I had to do was add one scoop of pH, and the water was fine. I was Good. like, wow. Hey, I, I can teach you some tricks. Um, I'm starting to learn some, but if you got something you can show me, please. That would be great. Well, I think I have one of my old CPO was a certified pooling operator books for somewhere. 
That would be cool. One I had to read and pass the test on. That would be exactly what I need. That was for a five-year national certification. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about uh, through. Uh, yeah. Was it Certitech or something like that? No, it's certified pool. Certified. Ball operator. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's national. I could have went anywhere in the fifty states. Um, you go to Florida right I see, now. I, I seen a pool I did, did I didn't like. I could shut it down until it passed my inspection. That'd been so cool. Really if, if, if like it someone's cool. being a dick to you, you could go to their home personally and shut down their pool. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I I had to have the test results, everything. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. It, there's. So if someone's being addicted, you just couldn't go over there and shut down their pool. <laughs> no, no, I could not do that. But now if I went to a friend's house and their pool looked like a... A fungus factory. Um, drunk pond. Yeah. Drunk pond. I could legally shut them down. Well, yeah, because the algae in there can be very harmful to people. It can even kill people. But it didn't just go residential. I could go to some... If I went to a hotel Uh and I thought something was wrong, all I had to do was pull out my card and they would have to prove to me right then and there. They'd have to take the test right in front of me. Wow. If not, I could shut their pool down. Wow. And they could not open it back up mm-hmm. until it passed my inspection. Okay. I had that certification. a five-year certification. Mm-hmm. I've held it twice. So oh, I was wow. certified for 10 years of pools and spas. Okay. All right. And here I am cutting steel, which tomorrow... Valentine's Day will be my seven-year anniversary at work. Very cool. Congratulations, Rob. Excellent. Um, Anyhow, you said you uh, had some NFL stuff you wanted to get into. Yeah, yeah, I got a strange one from the NFL. All right, let's hear it. This is on irishstar.com. Okay. Irish Stink Star, was that the name of it? No, Irish Star. Okay, irishstinkstar.com. There you guys go. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Talk to you, Mark. I'm part Irish. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say I am too. With no no evidence at all. (laughs) No. Yeah, but dude, dude, this, this is an out there. Okay. Uh, I, I, I figured it'd be pretty fitting for this show. Okay. He's a little curious about what happens when NFL players need to loo in others' bathroom. Mm-hmm. But not many players talk about it or say if or how they use the toilet during matches. Now, I got a question, Rob. Is this talking yeah. one and two? Huh? Is this talking one and two? Taking a dump and a piss? 
Well, it, it, the, it, the only words I see leading that is P. Okay. I do see the word P. But there is a reason. Well, the reason okay. I ask that is because I've read several players say that they've been hit so hard before it made them shit themselves. That's why I asked that. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, see, that would be a totally different story than what this one is. Okay. Go ahead, Rob. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just trying to get the no, just. No, 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 no. Just, just say no. This leads into the fluids they drink. Oh yeah, they have to drink a lot of fluids. Yes. A lot of pee. Uh huh. Okay. Like all athletes, NFL players drink lots of fluids to stay hydrated while playing, so it's likely that some might need the bathroom during a long game. Uh-huh. So can the NFL players use the bathroom? The NFL has, has not banned toilet breaks. But you don't often see players leaving the pitch to relieve themselves. Halftime trip to the changing room is probably their best chance. NFL players have been known to pee in their pants in a cup behind the bench or on sidelines hidden by towels. <laughs> Ex-Miami Dolphin star Channing Crowder used to pee in his pants because no one noticed from a distance. <laughs> well, sometimes they sweat so much. How are you going to know? goes in to different stars. Carolina Panthers, Ryan Khalil. Uh-huh. He's pee all over the sideline, all the grounding cups, wherever. <laughs> well, it does make sense, Rob, and I always wondered that. I was like, you know, they have to have some yeah. sort of a system. I always wondered because, I mean, when they're sweating really bad and their pants are wet anyhow. All the Gatorade, they drink. Yeah. I mean, they're taking influence. They got to lose it. Yeah. So I get it. No, they do whatever they can. And also, and they're they fun. try to keep it invisible. They're some of them have been, Some of these stories go into saying how they have other guys hold up towels while they're right there, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I just ran across it. Dude, that, I've always wondered that. Because you don't see guys running off the side. You know, I'm back all the time just to take a leap, you know. No, I know. Well, um, thank you, Rob. I'm starting to wonder if they don't have porta potties in the medical tents now. Oh, I'm I sure that I'm sure do. they probably do. I bet they do. I bet I bet I bet anything they do. If um, not, it'd be a good idea for them. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, Okay, let's take our second break because we're running so late. Then I'm going to go into the story about everything going 99% of my uh, flight, my trek back to Kansas City went great, except for this 
little bitty percent that I'm getting ready to speak about. I've got a hell of a story about this, okay? And what can go wrong after everything goes right. So um, we'll be back in uh, in a flash, and I will tell you all about this story. Can't wait. Hello, this is Satan. You might know me from my pet name, Inflation. I'm here to tell you that there's no better way to relax than listen to two douchebags in microphone by a nice warm fire at night. I sit there and I reflect on all the souls I burned that day. Enjoy. Invisible ass paddlings, new douche flavors, and horrible pranks? What the fuck is wrong with these guys? Introducing Rob Rad's new book, How to Track Your Enemy by Scent. That's right, smell your enemy before they get you. Order this gem now and get a free virtual tour of Rob's Secret Bunker in Camdenton, Missouri. Also receive a free copy of his new book, How to Clean Raw Sewage for Food. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. How do you tell when you're out of invisible ink? Huh. I may never know. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. I was Baseball's third season of the year begins tonight. Yay! Back to Douchebags and a Microphone. I'm Mark. And I am Rob. Alright, well... Like I said before, you know, I told you about, you know, the severe weather, the tornado watch, all that stuff going on down there. And now I rebooked the flight, you know, just so I could get in home for most of the Super Bowl. If everything would have went right, I would have been home about eh, seven or eight minutes into the first quarter, okay? And it's the Super Bowl. Nothing, nothing happens in that time ever, right? Yeah, but you had to land at KCI, didn't you? Yes, which is way... It's, it's basically it, in it, Iowa. It, 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 is that where the malfunction happened? Just ask it. Part of it. Part of it. Uh, well, you know you know, you know, know a lot of it because you live around this area for so long. KCI yeah, is... Well, that, no, that's why I'm at. You have not told me none of this off there. I'm just asking. It had to, be, it had to have happened at for, KCI. First off, the new airport is huge. And it takes forever to navigate around that thing. I mean, it is literally like just forever to get from where you're uh, leaving the plane to the baggage compartment, which is downstairs, way away from the arrivals. So, oh my God. Yeah, it's crazy how big the new KCI is. 
beautiful airport, but the old one. How do they handle handicapped people through that? They have to be in chairs, I hey, guess. Yeah, no, that, never mind. That's a different. That's a different story for a different night. Okay, all right, we can go into that next one. I'm, yeah. Um, so um, anyhow, you know, it's forever, uh, and it's a beautiful new airport, and I love it. But it's a huge airport now. It didn't used to be. It used to be you got right out, you turned like two foot to the right, there's your baggage. You turn two foot to the left, there's your ride. That's simple. Yeah. Not now. So, okay, first off, I spent 600 bucks plus switching my plane rides around so I could get home early in the second quarter. Well, actually, I said second quarter on here but uh, because I, it actually took longer. But anyhow, I kind of wrote it wrong. I was going to actually be home about seven minutes at most into the first quarter. I had to do this on the boat because if I waited, I would not have had an opportunity at those seats. You know, I prefer to talk to someone, but I had to do it online because I was on internet connection in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, you know, I do use internet phone on the ship, but I wasn't going to chance a drop-off call in the middle of me trying to, you know, and then, you know, they didn't hear something and it got booked wrong, so I had to do it on the internet so I could check it and make sure it was right. So, uh, right. okay, so fast forward. Houston was under a tornado watch, so we're, uh, you know, hoping our flight would... Uh, depart before the line of severe storms hit. Luckily, we did barely. was a bit bumpy until we flew over the first line, but, you know, we got through it fine after that. So our plane's connection at Love Field in Dallas uh, got out early, and this was the only flight I could book. The nonstop was sold out by the time I went back the next day. Like I said, we're getting ready to go to dinner. It's a fancy night and all that stuff. I didn't have time to book it that night. I wish I would have just been a little late for dinner, and booked it that night because we would have had a non-stop and no problems at all and I'd been home in plenty of time for the Super Bowl and like a couple hours before right. but anyhow that ship had sailed so um, we were hoping that you know our flight would leave before the severe storms luckily it did a little bit bumpy flew over the first line got through it fine so our planes uh, connection at Love Field in Dallas uh, got out early we uh, only had a 59 minute flight from Dallas to KC the pilot he must have been a Chiefs fan because we arrived at KCI 15 minutes early, dude. I'm ecstatic. I'm like, this is working out so I'm like, this is working out so well. I might get home two minutes into the game. So I'm like just stoked. I'm like, kick ass. So um, anyhow, luggage comes out early too, so I'm like, oh my god, everything's shining on me. Angels are singing. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the sky because this is so heavenly. So the ride service that I booked usually sends me a text to notify me that my driver is there and will have my name on a tablet near whatever gate. They'll say like gate B4. He'll be, he'll, you know, they'll send me a text saying, your driver will be on B4, in front of B4, your name will be on the tablet, go to him. I grabbed our luggage and went over to the corner to look for the text. Well, to my surprise, there was no text. I called the service and they answer and they told me the driver is running a little late and should be there soon. I'm waiting five more minutes and realize he's still not called. I see another guy from the same ride service and uh, he was awaiting a passenger from Nashville. I went up to him just to make sure and on his tablet it was like Jones or something. I'm like, ah, shit. So we both asked him because now Val's involved and not really happy either. The man told us that oh, our... Oh, mama. Yeah, yeah mama was getting pissed too at this time because we're waiting forever. The man told us that our driver would definitely be out 
in that area if he was indeed at the airport. So I get a call from a Chicago number and I answer. And on my phone was a man that said he was my driver and he was only five minutes away. <coughs> so five minutes later, I'm still waiting. I call back and he says he isn't very far away and that he, that he would park and come get us. And I, I said to the guy, I said, are you aware there's a Super Bowl going on right now? He said, yes. I said, we're at B-54, meet us out front. He said, okay. It took him another five minutes to get there. So he's out front now instead of coming to get us. We packed all our stuff, went across the road and met him out at the outer, the outer area. We load up our luggage and this guy didn't uh, know that uh, the, st the station the game was on. I told him it was on 810. He was listening to 610 Sports Talk and he was actually thinking it was a game. I could see him trying to listen. He is an older guy. And he was trying to listen, trying to make out what was going on in the game. And I go, I go, that isn't the game. I go, that's 610. They're just having a sports show on. I said, the game's on 810. So anyhow, you know, I'm, I'm not sure about the guy at all. Uh, so anyhow, he turns it to 810. You're talking anyhow. I yeah. know them stations. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So I-29 is a 70 mile an hour for uh, six miles, right? Right, You know right. this area, you used to drive it all the time. Okay, and it reduces to 65 after that. The downtown interchange goes to 55, then 45, but quickly goes back to, up to 65 again on the south side. This guy is going 50 in a 70 mile an hour zone. You don't have, so, you know, I'm saying, I'm saying subtle stuff to him, like, you don't have to turn off for 25 miles. And, you know, and I even said something like, I'm so glad they raised this freeway to 70 mile an hour, don't you think? He goes up to 55 barely. I start watching. I start watching the game on my phone, because it. But then I realized the game was 40 seconds behind on my phone right. than it was on the radio. So I couldn't really, you know, everything was all fucked up. So I couldn't even watch it. So you know, I, you know, I'm a, We're completely at this idiot's mercy by this time. The go. The driver. He goes on to tell me that he overslept and he had an incident with some woman earlier, and it was a long day. Now, I was sitting there thinking, fuck you. Too bad you didn't quit so I could have someone competent driving. And so we finally make it to our house after a grueling, slow putt-putt driving. And the, and the constant me reminding of the exits that he needed to turn off and what have you. You know, I always tip really well. This time I didn't leave him a fucking dime. I grabbed my bags and said, see ya. I'm done with this. I guarantee you, someone... Will be getting their ass a little bit lighter later on today, uh, and someone, someone did get their ass chewed off. Someone's ass is quite a bit lighter because I let that, uh, I let that ride service know about how incompetent that idiot was and how furious I am that I missed a big portion of the game because this idiot overslept. He overslept my fucking ride. Everything was going really well. I was going to be home early. And I let him know I paid six hundred plus dollars to get back to Kansas City on time, and that fool in that car ruined it for me. I want to punch his stupid ass right now. I'm so mad over that. That guy is a complete buffoon. He should not be driving a car for anybody. And anyhow, like I said, I tip and I tip well for good service, and even bad service I'll tip a little bit. This guy, I almost just gave him a finger to his face and said, here, here's your fucking tip. Fucking grow a brain. 
So I think yeah, I have, there's a lot of people that do that these days. Oh my God! Yeah, there's a lot of people that do do side jobs like that. And yeah, DoorDash, Uber, Lyft, whatever. You know, he does not need to be driving a fucking a car for anybody. That guy is as incompetent as I've ever seen. I could not believe it's 70 mile an hour, and he's going 50 mile an hour on I-29. People are fucking honking and zipping around him. I don't know if he was Dude, half asleep still. Killed. Yes. I I've mean, been away from the city for 21 years. Uh-huh. I can tell you that. Yeah. That would get you killed. Yeah. It'll it get you ran over. Some semi will come up. I didn't see it. I'm, I'm about ready to box that idiot in the ears and fucking grab the steering wheel myself. I was so mad. So, anyhow, I got home. I missed a lot more of the game because that guy's stupidity. If if the luck of the draw would have gave me somebody competent, I would have been home in so early and got to watch most of the game. But I rewound it and watched it. But it just so happens, luckily... For him, the reason I didn't rip his head off was because the game was fucking so boring because it was such great defense for three quarters that it didn't really matter that much anyhow. I didn't really miss that much. I missed a couple of fumbles in the red zone. Um, other uh, than, uh, I, 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 I got it. I, I have to call your bluff on this one. Okay, go ahead. I know why you did not. Why? You had Bell sitting right next to you. <laughs> You're right. You're right. As a matter of fact, I was yeah. going to get really rude with him. If Val wasn't Don't sitting next to me. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. If Val wasn't sitting next to me, I probably would have said, what the fuck is your deal? Yeah, you probably would smooth the fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Val is my grounding point, and I wouldn't I, do I, that. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call your bluff on that one, brother. Rob, you're correct. You, you love that woman. I know you do. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, you she know what? She keeps you grounded. Yeah, she keeps me from doing we, stupid shit like that. We all need that. We all need that. We do. You're right. So, anyhow, I had to put up with this city. It's bullshit, but we made it home. So, you know what? I just thank my lucky stars that this, the plane was switched to hobby, and we weren't delayed maybe all night. I may have had to watch the game at the damn airport. If it wasn't for me switching flights on the ship. So there's a lot of stuff that did happen that did lead me to come to the game and watch over half of it. So I thank God for that. And you know what? And, yeah. That, and that's good. That's yeah. Good. It could have been much worse. So I'm happy for what I had. It's just it could have been so much better. But someone dropped the ball and it really irritated me. So. Anyhow, we are well over an hour, so I think we're going to go ahead and cut this one down. That sound okay, Rob? All right, all right. And then uh, I have a couple Lake Area stories. Oh, you know what? Do you want to go ahead and do them real quick? We can do them tomorrow night. Okay. Then tomorrow night, I'm going to have a boat run down and some incidents that happened on the boat. I'm going to tell you about. I've got a. I've got a rundown. There's. There's at least one of these I really want to get out there. Because it's a follow-up on a story that I... Rob, do you want to go ahead and do that one? Do you want to go ahead and do no, that we'll one do right now? we'll do it tomorrow night. Okay. We'll do it tomorrow night. Everybody listen to more. 
Okay, I'm going to try to post this one tonight so you guys can have a new one because I noticed people are getting a little antsy. I got a couple it's of emails. Been a while. It's been a while. I've been missing in the mornings, man. Yeah. I, I'm going back to listen to old ones. Des Moines going nuts, dude. I got three emails from them. I'll read them later whenever I can get to them. Hey, Al, they really love our podcast up there, and we thank you so much. We can't thank you enough. So No, we cannot. <laughs> yeah, they I, were very really nice. Can't. They were very nice. Like to meet some of them. You know what? I mean, if our if our listenership keeps increasing, why not do a road trip up there? Why not? We may have to. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah, they're. You'd be great. Amazing. Like, go to one of those fucking budget in places and have the meet and greet out in the parking lot with us playing yeah. over a Bluetooth. <laughs> And the only the only consolation is all of our proclaimed assholes, you know, because everybody has their own, you know, Opie Anthony had the pest, Howard Stern had the whack pack, Man Cow had the militia love, you know, they all had their own, you know, name for their listeners. Ours are assholes. So our only stipulation yeah. is assholes have to be wearing bib overalls with no shirt. Even the women. Yes. Of course. Especially the women. Especially the women. Des Moines, stay tuned. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> thank you. Have a great, have a great night. We love you guys. Love you all. Good night. Good night. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. <laughs> Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.